0: (laughs) i was just
1: waiting to see what you were gonna do i was like do we have an intro we had an intro it was the hello hello i think the intro is just
0: us is just us talking
1: okay well welcome back to it's a wonderful movie hey
0: now though we're changing the show i know we need to rebrand in general it's tough. It's tough because we keep having these conversations on the podcast <laughs> when really we should decide, uh, in advance, but listen, we both about. work.
1: I know we need to redo the awful podcast cover. It was not my best work. It was a I don't think it's awful. of a weekend. I hate it. I absolutely I like hate it. it. Every time, every time I look at it, I go, this is terrible. I'm going to redo it.
0: Wow. I actually don't think it's that bad. Maybe I'll redo it Sunday afternoon. Oh God. or something. You made all these plans for us.
1: I know no, I did up I hey, whose didn't. fault is it but yeah it's a tough so it's a tough crowd my,
0: it was it wasn't my fault it's not your fault listen listen I get it so anyways so as you were saying this was all just an introduction <laughs> correct to <laughs> say welcome <laughs> welcome to the show yeah I'm Sada, so joined with Jana. Mm-hmm. so, so how are we keeping, here to talk about today
1: well housekeeping first we are going to rebrand Yes, <laughs> we might come up with a better name. We'll post about it. We'll post a new album cover.
0: I feel good. I feel lighter. I feel like us just talking about movies and such is good. Like, we can always end up reviewing movies that just got released that are like really high expectations. Again, like we said, we'll watch movies from the past, and if we want to talk about them, we'll talk about them. Um, but yeah, it's not only going to be pop culture. We don't want people who love listening to movie recaps to be like, no, you know? So. We're well, I was thinking
1: in. next week, I stopped at Costco to get coffee. And I was thinking about the podcast <laughs> because I'm such a good co-host. Yeah. And I think next week we should do an Erica, Erica Girardi special. Cause every week you reach out to me and go, what do you think of Beverly Hills? Did you do it? And mm-hmm. you've been also telling me about that documentary that came out about yes. her husband, kind of like a tell-all, I guess. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> about yeah. him on, on Hulu.
0: I, like I haven't clip. watched it. So we next week. We can talk week, about the we'll- documentary hmm And you know what? It fits into the, that documentary. It's called um, The Hustler and the Housewife. It fits into this category of like recent documentaries we've had, like about, you know, the Fire Festival, kind of that documentary, the Netflix and Hulu ones had a similar thread to them. Mm-hmm. It's it, documentaries now about our day and age are fascinating because they're so interwoven with social media. Yeah. And your presence online and everything. And so it's like you'll see a lot of people who make names for themselves who just totally defraud people. So we can have like a conversation about that. Yeah. As
1: well. What's is the reality that we're being, you know led to believe is reality. Is it the reality? We'll we'll answer all of this next week.
0: All right. That's good. Whereas today's episode, we came up with it last night. Yeah. So today we're doing a movie roulette, movie, TV, entertainment industry related roulette. I think roulette is the wrong term, but basically (laughs) we've come up with a bunch of questions, but we haven't prepared any answers. And we're going to kind of go back and forth and give our first reaction responses to the questions. And I'll do like a random generator, you know, spin the wheel and see which question we, we answer. Well, so we is it
1: each person takes one question that time and then we move on to the next one? Or you want us to each answer every question?
0: I think we should each answer every question. Okay. We'll see where, how it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we go. Question number one. Oh, the random generator actually chose number one. So oh. this is uh what a Jenna's question. It's what a fascinating question it is. Tell us your favorite <laughs> bachelorette season and why. Okay. Okay, hold Go on. on to, so, so yours line? would be is yours Rachel Lindsay? Yeah. Our yeah.
1: Lord and Savior. We've mentioned her before. She's yep. my favorite. Um she is just so brilliant, beautiful, and I loved. I mean, now you know, she released um recently an article kind of to bookend her experience with the franchise about her experience and her season and Mm -hmm. kind of everything that, you know, kind of led up to the past, you know, couple of months where she had that interview explosive interview with Chris Harrison, which led to her leaving the franchise and all of these things. Um, But at the time I loved it because I loved her story between her and Peter. Mm. Uh, Or you know peter was like the all-american good good guy who and then quote-unquote good guy quote-unquote a good guy and they had this like struggle of you know of uh they both love each other but he's not ready to propose which still to me is like a valid it was a fair thing on his end
0: yeah but but i trust rachel i trust rachel there must have been a lot more behind the scenes there than we were shown because they, we have to mm-hmm. remember they, the producers have been known for sure. They wanted Peter to be, to be the next bachelor. They went yeah. back to him several times to try and get him to be the next bachelor. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the edit, right? Who gets the most yeah. favorable edit? Is it the winner or is it the future lead?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. Cause her engagement with Brian was like nothing. Exactly. We didn't even it care was- about it at the, at the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. But at the time
1: I love, there's that emotional conversation she and Peter had before they broke up and oh, it was. Yeah. I remember, like uh, that night, you came up to me. You're like, "Oh my god, the finale!" People are saying online that it's one of the most, like, real conversations that's ever been had of all of Bachelorette. And I was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?"
0: I know, God, it feels—it's such an interesting. Of course, she's my favorite bachelorette too. I think the only comparison would be the Hannah Brown season, just Mm -hmm. because that was such a perfect storm in the sense that, like, the men she had on her season were fascinating. She had a real villain on her season, like everything. Season. Oh, Caitlin was, the OG. was so yeah. good. I really yeah. liked Caitlyn. I, I, I still like Caitlin, um, mm-hmm. controversial opinion. Although no, I don't think like so. Her. She's, she's like like one her. of the most beloved. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great season too. Rachel though. Cause we actually like and respect Rachel <laughs> and all a <the> special place <laughs> in our heart. It's interesting mm-hmm. how the show, what happened leading up to her season, what happened after, like they broke such barriers mm-hmm. with her right. First female black lead they had a mo- the most diverse cast up until that point, but it was still like, it's like, it's like making your bed without changing the sheets. Like, you know, ABC puts on the superficial front of progress without actually changing anything within the actual bachelor organization. Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot of shit behind the scenes, you know, a lot of the contestants she wasn't happy with. And it's just like how after her season, because the ratings didn't blow up, it's kind of like the show reverted back to the formula of like really young white people who are mm-hmm. all very, who are all a certain way. Yeah. Trying to get, trying to find love. Like the past few seasons have been a train wreck and the show continues to lose authenticity. If it ever mm-hmm. had authentic authenticity, you know, is debatable, but some seasons have had more than others, but yeah. But you're liking Katie's season.
1: I don't really have any idea what's going on. I like started watching it after you t- yeah I thought we were not going to watch it and then you're like no I still am and I will have it on like as a background noise so I don't really know what's going on yeah um I just know who I, Greg is and Blake. I like her
0: <laughs> season because it feels less toxic like the Matt James season was such a train wreck her season is just a lot lighter and brighter like I'm not particularly invested in anyone at all and I don't really like Katie that much as the lead but it's not like, I don't walk away from it going, who's working on, on these shows? Why is it such a train wreck? All these people seem awful. The cast is just awful. Like I don't walk away from this season feeling that way. Do you think they plus. did a
1: scrubbing behind the scenes?
0: We don't know. Don't That's a thing. We have no idea whatever, like
1: who's fired and hired and who's like, yeah. you know.
0: There's allegedly always change that doesn't really lead to anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. But yeah, favorite Bachelorette. Your favorite
1: season. And I meant Bachelor, Bachelorette. You can
0: choose. Oh, okay. In the okay, whole bachelor. franchise.
1: Well, in the whole franchise, who? what
0: was your favorite season? Favorite, favorite season. I really find, I think, Caitlin Bristow season and Nick Vial season just so watchable. They were mm-hmm. like- I mean, Nick Vile season, like, I remember this interview with Jimmy Fallon and Elijah Wood, where they like went on a rant about it for 10 minutes, like his season for some reason, which was such a significant pop culture moment as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, those two seasons are ones that I like would go back and revisit if I wanted to. I think his, we
1: really see the influencer persona take off. Right. And that's oh, where yeah. like, that became a huge, like at that point, mm-hmm. influ- influencerism was like a really big uh, uh, yeah. A tool right yeah everyone came on with an instagram and and we see it in corinne corinne was like a quote unquote trailblazer Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the franchise
0: yeah what's interesting now too about where the show is at is the show's been on the air for like 20 years and contestants are my age right they're like 23 24 so they've basically only ever grown up in a world where reality television has been a thing it's yeah. like consciously or unconsciously, they've been molded by reality television in some sort of way. They understand that there's a persona you're playing. There's a character you're playing. There's a formula. And, yeah. And so it's now it's like everyone who's on the show just understands what the show is and understands how they need to act. And so you miss some of like the the sincerity of older seasons. So I really don't know how where The bachelor's going to head.
1: But that's, that's kind of me. nice. What was nice about like Tayshia's season? Because they were all like older guys who just yeah. didn't, really weren't very active on Instagram, even her, her fiance who won, he's still not like very active. Yeah. Like whole post about like, occasionally like, Oh, this person we've been working with has been sober for 20 years. What a feat. <laughs> like It's it. <laughs> you know? true.
0: What a feat. It really <laughs> what a is. Feat. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh gosh. All right. Question number two. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I don't think you're going to have an answer for this. Oh, top three me. directors like three oh. directors whose <laughs> <laughs> movies you'll go watch why? just to watch them why would you put this
1: question on for me okay can I you guess come Chris- up
0: with one
1: Christopher Nolan <laughs> oh good I would I like inside I want to go to Damien Chazelle but like I didn't go watch like his space movie <laughs> but you like him. I think that counts. I like him, but I need to go watch the space movie. So like, but like I feel like Christopher Nolan we make sure we go
0: see his films. Yeah. And he I guess, definitely but, is an event filmmaker. Like you have to see yeah. the movies he's releasing. Kevin Feige is a producer. <laughs> and you know what?
1: I'll give it to you. <laughs> Kevin Feige is a director of something. <laughs> um I mean, who else do I know? I know Martin Scorsese. I know. You love You do like Mar- Martys, Steven Spielberg.
0: <laughs> George so <the> Lucas. That's <laughs> true.
1: Let me think. I'm, I can do this. Hold on. A third one. Ben Affleck. There you go. No, <laughs> good job. That list <laughs> is believable. <laughs> I believable. appreciate it. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> true. Listen, I'll never miss a Ben Affleck movie as long as I live. All right. For me, oh, God, I won't say Nolan, and I wasn't going to, but you put him on your list. But Fincher, David Fincher, mm. beloved. Denis Villeneuve, yeah. mm-hmm. another one. And Spike Lee. Let's say, oh, those are three. That's yeah. fair. Also, also, if I had to add a fourth, <laughs> my arm. But uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for sure, which is like the most cinephile answer. And I know. Wait, is you know. he? Wait, like he did like Moulin Rouge and PTA? No, no. <laughs> no. Which one no, no, did he no. do? He did. He did the Master uh, Phantom oh. Thread. Uh, oh, like, those mod.
1: freaky movies that you like. Yeah,
0: but they yeah. really stick with you.
1: Yeah, they I do. mean, Mom still talks about
0: Phantom Thread. Yeah. The shit you make her do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good job, Jenna. You did it. You got through it and you were true to yourself. (laughs) I was true to myself. (laughs) Question number three. Okay. Another question from me. I want to know off the top of your head. What are, I, I have a lot of questions about top threes. What are the three best living actors? Not necessarily your favorite, but people you watch and you go, no one does it the way that they do it. Oh God, Ben Affleck. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Like they do it. I mean, I don't want to say Leo. Sometimes I go, is Leo kind of overhyped? Like, yeah, he's great. But do I go like there's never been an actor like this one ever before?
0: <laughs> you know what, though? What other actor besides Leo Leo, it's it's interesting. Is that an interesting age group, right? He's not like Denzel's age or Tom Hanks age, right? He's not like a big movie star of that age group. He's in his, what, his early 40s. Like what other actor who's like relatively young is such an event movie star who no matter what movie he's in, like people of all ages are probably gonna go see it. Like when was the last time you missed a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? You've probably seen see every the... one since like Great Gatsby. I didn't
1: see the one where he like lived in the woods and- Oh, I watched that one. <laughs> What's it
0: called?
1: The Revenant? The Revenant. He
0: wasn't
1: he live in he the woods.
0: living in the
1: woods. He almost died in the woods. He almost was eaten by a bear. Yeah. Um, I think, well, you said it, Denzel, that immediately clicked. Okay. And let's see, I'm trying to think of a female actress who would just. I mean, Meryl, I just like seeing her on screen. And I think it's fun to be like, oh, she's like so amazing. Mm. But I. Maybe you haven't seen enough Meryl movies to go like, oh my God. Living, living, oh God. living, only living, right? Only living. Oh. Kyle. Amy Chandler. Adams. Oh, really? <laughs> Amy Adams. Arrival. We love every movie she's in, and we're always like, oh, she's so good. She's so good. She's so good. It's true. She's having and a then- little slump
0: right now. I really hope we get we get her back to where she used to be. Our 2016 mm. Amy Adams, who was at the height. Well, you know, COVID, yeah, (laughs) it's been,
1: it's it's been a hit for everyone and someone else who's really moved me in a film. I mean, Tom Hanks made me cry in Captain Phillips.
0: That's right. (laughs) You know who I thought you were going to say? I think
1: I'm going to say Tom Hanks because that scene at the end of Captain Phillips kills me. And Sully too is very sad. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought the last person for you would have been Downey. Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Well, I, I did, my mind did go to him or like, um, Chris Evans for a split second. I was like, but they're just like fun to watch though. But I mean, yeah, Downey, I guess he is like, since he really has embodied like, yeah. Like his role in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. I've seen him do, I've seen the movie, I think with him, um, where he played, um, Charlie Chaplin. Yes, chaplain, he was yeah. great in that too. Um, Zodiac, course, he's he's great in. Oh, I forgot about. Oh, yeah, Zodiac. He was Zodiac. great. He kind of lost his mind in that one a little bit.
0: We got to recap the Zodiac. Radio. Shana, how how have we not talked about the fucking Zodiac? Going? Okay, but
1: Zodiac, we have to do it where I'm sleeping over. Yes, <laughs> and I have Benadryl with me. Cause yeah, otherwise, we'll I'm gonna wake up with nightmares. It. Yeah. <laughs> like like today, I was listening to a crime junkie episode at work. I only let myself listen to them in the bright afternoon at work before yeah. I have to walk down to my par- car in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she was like, "I'm gonna play you a transcript that happened between like the murderer and the police officer." And I was like, "Shut it up. <laughs> I was like, wow. "I don't want to hear these people talk."
0: Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs>
1: it's I don't. It's like when people go on roller co- coasters or like they watch scary movies it's true. It's
0: the same thing. Okay. So yeah, Downey, I would have understood because like, ugh, God, one of the great unknowns will be what would happen if he never played Iron Man and he just had like a movie star career, you know, because mm-hmm. no matter what role he's playing, what movie he's in, he's the one people watch. Yeah.
1: You know what I they mean? Go for it's him. amazing. Yeah. I, name.
0: He could be on screen with 12 other people. Like he is in a lot of Marvel movies and he's still, mm-hmm. no matter what his lines are or what have you, like he's the person people are watching on the screen. hmm all right. My top best living actors. These are people who, when I watch them, I think like they're, they're on, un, they're unmatched. Uh, okay. I would have to say, I have to say number one, Anthony Hopkins. Mm. I mean, cause it really like anytime I watch him, he kind of does the same thing in every role, but I'm always just mesmerized, you know? Oh my God. Go watch the two popes. If you haven't seen it. Especially in Thor, when he's standing in yeah. the Bahama outfit.
1: We love
0: him. Yeah, <laughs> but seriously, like there's a line in the two popes where I don't remember who he's saying it to, but he just looks at someone and he goes, he just yells silence. I thought, oh, my God. Unbelievable. So Anthony Hopkins, second, I have to say Daniel Day-Lewis, who I know, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis this Daniel, he really, I swear to you, like very their answers. I know. I I went through a phase though where I watched like six of his movies in a row. And I was like, this guy is not the same. He can't be the same person. It's unbelievable. Really? I I wish him well. I hope he knows that.
1: I can see you ending up with a guy who's like that kind of tall and lanky and a little bit awkward, but still hot. Oh my, it'd be the same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Find me someone like that. Oh man. Um, the third one I'll do, let's go for a woman. You know who? Jessica Chastain. No, I was gonna say Kate Winslet. Oh my God, you're right, Mayor of Easttown. Right. Here's the oh, thing. Kate- Nicole Kidman too. That's right. You we love Nicole yes. Kidman. Yes. But listen, Kate Winslet. Like, I don't. Weirdly, I don't feel like she's had the career she should have. Like, she has a lot of amazing movies and performances, but she should have had. Like, she should have been the next our generation's Meryl Streep, and I don't feel like she had. That I think
1: she's very selective about what she does. I don't think it's not that she's had and hasn't had the opportunities. I think yeah. she likes to be maybe like, she's probably made enough money to live and yeah, super selective about her roles and also like mm-hmm. enjoying her
0: life. That's true. that be my guess. Yeah, but she's just a force of nature. She's like she's like a downy in the sense that when she's on the screen, you're just watching her. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my top three.
1: I would also like to sub in
0: uh, Robert De Niro. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, didn't, of course. Oh, honestly, really? I mean, I was thinking about Godfather 2 and then Goodfellas, all good stuff. Um, And what's the movie, Silver Linings Playbook? Oh, Just, yeah. You know, the good guy. We like him.
0: I love Bobby De Niro. Every, we, everyone knows that, you know? But and we know sometimes the- where I'm like, you know, like Anthony Hopkins wouldn't make a movie called like Dirty Grandpa. It just wouldn't
1: happen. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But, you know, like, you know, like he said, I guess during COVID, his paycheck was so low and he has a lot of alimony payments. So, yeah. But Bob, and we also don't talk about enough about how Bobby De Niro was just so hot when he was younger.
0: Oh my God. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He, he really like, what God, what, magnetic is what mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. Next question. Oh, Julia Roberts is also one of them.
1: Sorry. (laughs) Just a very enchanting. It was a top three, Jenna. I'm sorry. But she's like the modern day, you know, like Audrey or Marilyn, right? She really is that
0: person for our generation. I believe you. Okay. Next question. Worst movie you've ever seen? Off the top of your head. Let me guess. Last of the Mohicans. Ah!
1: Okay, it's not the worst. I didn't finish it. I just wanted to like say it to piss you off. You have no taste, is what the issue is. You just no, have no, no I just taste. I just didn't get around to finishing it. God, worst movie. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Ahmed doesn't listen to this.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Last week
1: you made me watch a movie with <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. And it was called Lionheart. And it was written by (laughs) Sean (laughs) Claude. Oh, no, no, no. The movie starts off with his brother. Like, listen, it was enjoyable because it was like a whole 90s shtick. And it's like noticeably bad, but it's just like fun to watch. And it's like the lightheartedness we need. Mm -hmm. But like it was written by him. And basically the movie starts with like his brother is burned to death in a drug deal gone bad. (laughs) <laughs> but he so he's not he like he's taken to the hospital. And he's not dead yet. Like the doctor goes over to his wife and seven year old daughter. He's yeah. like it's gonna be very tough for him. Like to you know he has a lot like ahead of him. Honestly, I'll be shocked if he makes it. Basically, does he have any family? And she goes. The sister goes. No, not that I know of. And the brother screams, "Lie!" or Lion or Leon, Leon, something like that. <laughs> and then it flashes to Jean-Claude Van Damme over deployed somewhere in Afghanistan, somewhere in the Middle East for like he he's in the army. <laughs> and he get, finally gets this letter from his husband his brother's sister and she's like he's asking for you like he's on his deathbed basically please come <laughs> it's like two weeks later after all this has happened so he has to like yeah and his like general won't let him leave so he like fights his way and this guy is like super jacked and he doesn't say much in the movie but when he does it's just super bad writing but it was written by him yeah. And so he fights his way out and he finally somehow makes it all the way to california la he basically beat everyone at the army to make it to la and he gets to the hospital and his brother is dead so then he finds out that his brother's family is like broke because he died and he spent Mm -hmm. all their money on drugs so he becomes a street fighter to make money this is all one movie (laughs) sister for his brother's wife and then in the end it somehow ended up being like that the bad guys who killed his brother like make a deal with him like oh you have to win this fight or we're gonna like kill your brother's wife and like the the daughter and so then he wins and they're like okay we have to take you away now and they see the girl crying and hugging Jean-Claude Van Damme and he gets in a car with them and then the car drives off the bad guys drive off with him and then it stops at a corner down the street and they go get out good luck (laughs) and they let him live and he goes back to the the sister and the daughter and it was just um you really paid attention I did really did because for him I don't want him to be like I only I don't want to be like I only make him watch movies yeah (laughs) so when he (laughs) makes me watch a movie I really pay attention and I make it seem like I like it a lot wow but he keeps doing this to me he wants to watch the last (laughs) samurai
0: (laughs) (laughs) With He's Tom like, Cruise, you
1: ever- <laughs> yeah he wants me to watch a Bruce Lee movie too and Jackie wow. Chan movies
0: <laughs> you know it's like I've been trying to get you to watch so many movies for so many years and then this guy comes along your fiance and all of a sudden it's like you'll just sit through anything it's unbelievable no no this. listen
1: I've been making him re-watch all of Harry Potter with me so we're on movie number six so he got oh. one he
0: got this one movie in the past month <laughs> I just don't get the Harry Potter thing I don't you know, slit my, my wrist. I don't understand it. It's amazing. Okay, thank you. Wow. So okay, so I love you. Gather my thoughts here. Okay, for me, and all that time I had some time to think. I think the worst movie I've ever seen. Hand to God, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Oh. I've never seen anything like it. There's one scene with Michael Fassbender. He's like in all black on a train, and he looks amazing. And I thought this almost makes up for it, but not quite. <laughs> but I just, I sat there thinking i could have directed a better movie than this (laughs) me (laughs) i've never i you still have to watch it i think you really should watch it but it's just an example of like it's like i don't know i don't know it's a disaster you made it sound so enticing. yeah you should really put it on All i would also right. like to
1: clarify though too that like honestly it's probably not the worst movie i've ever seen just in case ahmed does listen to this the yeah. worst movie i've ever seen it was just the one that came to mind the worst movie i've ever seen is endgame and i will not be taking any questions <laughs> after this
0: you need, to, you need to move on it's time to let it go we get it we get it. You don't I won't.
1: it i'm gonna bring it up every episode
0: oh my god okay here we go next question now, keep it keep it brief for us, Judd. What Oscar winner was the most <laughs> deserving and what Oscar winner was the least deserving or most upsetting, right? In your eyes, who were you bummed to see when? Who were you thrilled? It can be an actor. It can be a director. It wow, can even be a movie.
1: I, you and I had similar questions about the Oscar. Yes, were yeah, you, you had,
0: I was a Don't, little, don't say it yet, don't say I it yet. not say it.
1: By the way, you are glowing with this headband. She has a knotted are headband they? in her hair. She's embracing the summer look. <laughs> embracing the summer look. Okay, so most deserving actor or just uh It could be of- anyone. It doesn't anyone. even
0: have to be most deserving per se, but when someone or a movie or something won, what made you just jump for joy?
1: I mean, honestly, I will sometimes go back and watch the clip of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck winning their Oscar for *Goodwill Hunting, which I went back and watched recently again. It's good. It's a it's, a, it's a delight. It's good. It and really it's is. like, it's just heartwarming that these two schmucks from Boston, you know, schmucks. brilliant guys went to great schools, but you know bros you wouldn't think much of them they wrote this film they won an oscar and it just brings me such joy to watch their oscar speech when they're yelling on the stage just trying to remember people's names and the chemistry between them like eight times
0: (laughs) i love that movie it's such a good comfort movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: i think what it was i had listened to a podcast done by the ringer about mrs doubtfire and so then i went Ah. through a phase of where i watched mrs doubtfire um, cause they, you know, and they talked so much about Robin Williams and I was like, God, like I really didn't understand, like I, who he, I was. who he was as I watched him as a kid, but you don't take it in. Right. And so I watched no. Mrs. Doubtfire and I was like, oh, this is just amazing. And then I was like, I want to see him. in one of the roles that like shocked people everywhere. Right. Cause he's a yeah. comedic actor. It's like when Adam Sandler did, um, uh, the gems movie, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Uncut gems, uncut gems. Um, So I watched Good Will Hunting, Uh, but
0: okay, least deserving. Something where you're just like, fuck me. Is this really what we're doing? (gasps)
1: Hmm. This last Oscars.
0: Oh, Mm
1: -hmm. Anthony Hopkins won instead of Chadwick Boseman. That was just like, first of all, the Oscars were just terrible to watch this year. Not fun. No. And we also didn't. I mean, at least I didn't know anything. Of the movies that were out, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then they moved Best Actor to the end of the night because they assumed it was just awful. They assumed Chadwick was gonna win, yeah, and then he didn't, and they just
0: he (laughs) looking finished with Rogue and just cut, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just fucking cut the scene. He just seems like an asshole, Joaquin Phoenix. I'm sorry. I used to love him as an actor, and now I just think he just comes out cross as a dick. It's a vegan. It's because he's vegan. He's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but they say Anthony Hopkins, the performance was deserving. It was really the marketing of just the whole thing, you know. I was gonna say the next morning when he released that video, my
1: heart felt a little bit better, you know, thanking yeah. everyone and really seemed genuinely shocked that he won. So yeah, that was and he, you know, he he um, mentioned Chadwick and and that was really
0: nice, Mm -hmm. but what Mm -hmm. a fucking disaster. I know. God. Okay. Well, we're not going to overlap for me, Oscar winner, who was most deserving. Who do I want to, or just warmed your soul? You know, who, when Bong Joon-ho won best director, Oh, and yeah. he like went around and he was like, Martin Scorsese, this is what you mean to me. Quentin Tarantino, this is what you mean to me. And like he was having other people give applause, these great mm-hmm. directors that yeah. just made my my night. I was like, this is the this man. He deserves it. He's such that's a what you would do if you won an Oscar.
1: Oh, my God. You <laughs> would do that.
0: <laughs> um, the most upsetting, although now I like Eddie Redmayne when he oh, beat yeah. our beloved Michael Keaton. I just wanted so to upset. throw I wanted to throw something at the TV screen. Get out of here with your, you know, British. Stick, I don't know what this is. <laughs> that was the year that like there was that moment
1: where Michael Keaton, like they caught yeah. it on tape of him putting his his um, speech back.
0: in his. Oh, we assume I don't want to talk he was about it. I know it was upsetting. It, it was it's it wasn't like upsetting. Eddie Redmayne isn't a good actor. I saw the theory of everything and it was just a performance to me. I don't know. <laughs> i mean you know take (laughs) but you know but yeah i was i was upset about that all right and that was
1: for his role in birdman right it wasn't spotlight spotlight he was nominated like a couple years after for supporting
0: next question for you jana what is too much for reality tv let me let me explain to you so watching the season of beverly hills we won't get too far into it but we are literally watching these housewives in the housewives franchise there's a history of housewives being arrested. But like what's going on with Erica Girardi, Tom Girardi, it's this disgusting legal case where they, this couple allegedly robbed millions, tens of millions of dollars from literally orphans, widows, the most you know, people who just did not deserve that kind of cruelty. And it's such a disgusting case. It's happening on a federal level. And we're watching a TV show about this woman's life who's degrading, but all she can seem to focus on is like the glitz and glamor that she's losing. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. And I'm like, how can I continue to watch a show like this? You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're putting something real on TV, but they're showing, they're focusing on all the wrong things, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So what for you is too much? Like, do you think reality TV will, I don't know, do they? can they get away with this stuff? Do you get what I'm trying to ask? Basically,
1: you're asking where do I draw the line? Yeah. And for me, I don't actually have, morally, I don't have as much of an issue with Beverly Hills. Because, I mean, the first time we watched it, we were like, this is on a whole other level in terms of wealth. And we doubted everything, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've seen New York where, like, the women are just, like, drunk. Like, seeing Sonia, like, drunk the way she is is just insane. And we've seen Luann go to, like, prison. So it almost feels more natural there. I think where I started to draw the line and I question things and i mean i'm a hypocrite because i'm watching still the season like kind of was the bachelor with all like just kind of how it blew up this past spring right um and how Matt's season was handled the first black man to become the bachelor and like everything he went through and how the team like the show was not there to support him was not there for him he was just Mm -hmm. there to serve their um very exploitative very exploitative and it was disgusting to watch and Victoria on there was awful. And Mm. the Chris Harrison interview, and then even reading Rachel's essay on her season where they brought on black men who only dated white women because they thought it would be good drama. It's like, what kind of people are behind the scenes on this? Mm -hmm. And then also one thing actually going back to the housewives, I mean, for us is really kind of, I guess shark tank is another reality show that we Mm -hmm. watch, but that's like innocent, but Another thing too that I think I draw the line with, with the housewives is um Potomac. Where oh. Ash- Ashley's husband Michael has groped yeah. so he's been accused of groping so many people and the know. producers are just still there recording and it becomes a storyline and to me that's so bizar- bizarre like why are you putting your cast in the situation?
0: Why are you putting your employees through this for the sake of yeah, a television show? For the sake I of know. a
1: storyline. So yeah, it's I think that's kind of where I'm starting to draw the line and go, I, I, you know, it's fun and everything. And I like listening to the podcast. It gives me something to do, but like, I think I'm starting to draw the line at like the extent these producers will go to have storylines. It seems like there's no moral compass behind the scenes. And it's very, it's very representative of Hollywood. It's very dark with the, we really just don't have any idea of what's going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and the kind of people that people become when they're part of this world.
0: It's like the lack of ethics is really taking center stage. They got away with the stuff pre-social media, mm-hmm. you know, because there weren't podcasts, there weren't blogs, we weren't having a conversation the way we have it now. You just can't, I mean, you can't get away with this stuff. It's also for me, everything you said, agree with a hundred percent. It's also the kind of shows we're making. Like I love Shark Tank and the Great British mm-hmm. Baking Show. They're pure mm-hmm. and I watch Top them endlessly. Chef. Top Chef, going to watch them all the time. But like too hot to handle, right? Like we don't watch that, but that's literally a show about saying, can people abstain from kissing, having sex for money? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're literally just watching people who are hot in a house, like try not to have sex with each other. And I'm like, why is this okay entertainment? Like it seems just, I'm a prude, sure, but this just seems wrong to me. No, but literally it's not hard to not have sex with people. Yeah, it's (laughs) It's just too provocative. And it's like the type of people who go on these shows, it's like, you have to have the right kind of characters, you know? Like I read an article about Kathy Hilton saying the reason she's such a joy on Housewives of Beverly Hills is because she doesn't need a show like this. Her wealth is unmatched by the other women, her status, everything. She doesn't need a show to maintain any income, to maintain a status, to have a certain presence online. So for her, she's still the most down to earth. Exactly. She can just (laughs) go there and be funny and like leave. And that's all she has to do. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know.
1: It's a hobby. It's not her life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. It's very interesting.
0: Food for thought. What actor, actress, just a famous figure in general has been someone who had kind of like a real impact on your life, someone who you would follow, someone you would root for. Can I make a guess on who yours is?
1: I'm going to go off of the one who first came to mind.
0: (laughs) I don't think you're going to expect it, but it's a guess. Anthony Bourdain for you
1: my mind with the food i went to aina <laughs> oh that's good too that's good too but but i well i think like Ina kind of like she's that home chef that you watch and she kind of made me feel like i could become like a good cook at home mm-hmm. i mean i am realizing I, i'm like very good at following recipes <laughs> so i want to get to the more creative point where i can actually like add things on my own and they come out yeah. good But, um, I think, yeah, she, I, and I just, I think it's, it's kind of become a meme too between our friends Mm -hmm. where, you know, we see like her making a video of a drink. She's like, now that summer has started or, you know, COVID's really like taking a negative impact on my life. Here's a video of me making a cocktail and we send it to Alex and we all laugh about it. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll always follow her, but God, I wish, I wish, I wish my mind did go to Anthony Bourdain.
0: I think they're Um, both true. I mean, you love Bourdain you know, like you really love him. I don't know who I would pick for this. I really don't have an answer. It wasn't your, it was your question. It was my question. I don't (laughs) have any, I don't know if there's like, I really like some famous people, but I don't know if there's anyone I would consider as like a diamond among the rough. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know, I, know who, Lewis. <laughs> I love, I love DDL. We, maybe because we we're just talking about Robin Williams, but I weirdly will find myself just thinking about Robin Williams. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and I'll like want to watch a clip on YouTube or want to watch one of yeah. his movies. He was never one of my favorite actors when he was alive, but he is someone I weirdly think about a lot.
1: I think for it. our generation, well, at least like our age group, he was the first big actor that died where we had the, the um, consciousness to like taken the impact of his death yes yeah, like yeah. i remember that day very clearly i was leaving work from gap and i looked at my phone i had a cnn notification that he had died of asphyxiation. Uh, asphyxiation yeah and then i remember i turned back and like went and told my coworkers who didn't care as much but i like felt the need to go back and like talk to people that had happened yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's okay he, he lives on in his movies all right next question okay Has Marvel actually ruined the art of cinema?
1: (laughs) I was thinking about,
0: I think it was was Martin Scorsese who said this, who
1: made a comment. Marty hates Marvel. (laughs) Marty, yeah, he made a comment about this, like, I mean, I, I'll watch anything and I'll like it, right? But I think you're more into like the art of film itself and you have directors that you love and let me add an extra one in my list. Like, so oh, good for mocking <laughs> me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is more of a question for you. I think it's like opened some really cool doors in movies and it's mm-hmm. a new era. And I, I'm sh- I, I, in my mind, I go, this is going to live on forever, right? Yeah. Like a long, long time up until, th- right? Th- death <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. or like our old age but you know then you think of back of like the the charm of old films that we've watched or you know like um a film like titanic or uh, the godfather like real mm-hmm. works of art that were um breakthroughs yeah. in their in their time right so i don't Ugh. know is this too it's commercial
0: I mean, you're, you're, you're so right, right? Like it's, it's weird. Marvel is ultimately the longest running franchise and undoubtedly, right? If Iron Man didn't come on, came out in 2008 and failed and Marvel just went back into its hole, movie, the movie landscape would just be different today. You know what I mean? IP would have a lot less value. There'd be a lot more original storytelling, creativity, but at the same time, it's not like the idea of franchises was born because of Marvel. It goes back to the seventies with star Wars, right? It could even you could even say Scorsese has like, what, six, eight movies with De Niro. Isn't that kind of a franchise in and of of itself? You're going to see that. The Godfather is a franchise, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, we always kind of had these going around. We were going to reach a point where something like Marvel came along, but it has just dominated. You know, like movie theaters would close if it were not for Marvel. In DC movies right or fast and furious movies like it's changed the landscape and it's difficult to imagine what it would be like now if Marvel wasn't around like the 90s people say were the last great movie decade right we could we could the 2010s been another 90s I don't know right like if Marvel wasn't here maybe but why why does Marvel have to be a bad thing there's room at the table for everyone right and for every kind of story
1: Well, I mean, Marvel, what's cool about it is going off like a whole comic book universe. And I didn't, Mm -hmm. you don't know how extensive it is until like you start now we're in a multiverse, which apparently like people have written comics that like, you know what I mean? The creativity there, we've made great films based off of books. That's kind Mm -hmm. of what they're doing. But mm-hmm. other films are going through the phase of, I mean, other, you know, um, movies that are coming out, it's the remakes. Like, why mm-hmm. do we need to remake I know. She's All That and all that kind of stuff? So that's kind of like, so the, I feel like the creativity is there with Marvel.
0: But it has really sprouted this a, idea.
1: Yeah, they really do have a, a great body of work. But like, it seems the rest of the industry is kind of lost yeah. in terms of something new to come up with.
0: I know, like, why do we have to reboot everything? We don't need to bring back Sex in the City. I'm sorry, we just don't. <laughs> we don't need to remake She's All That. We just, we don't, we don't need to, you know? At the same time, though, like, when you look at something like, let's say just blockbusters, superhero movies in general, like, there's a kid who was five years old when he saw the first Iron Man, right? And now he's a teenager. He's been invested in these storylines all his life. You can't say there isn't value to that, to engaging a certain audience and impacting their lives for a decade or two, you know? I mean, that's, it might not be your kind of cinema, but it's, it's cinema to someone else. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it can ruin the art of cinema because streaming is also kind of ruined the art of cinema, right? Like the streaming landscape has changed the way movies are made, the way they're released. There are too many TV shows. Now there are movies coming out on, there's eight different streaming services you need to sign up for. Too much content. Yeah. If something's released on Netflix, is it going to get fair Oscar attention? It might be nominated, might not win. You, you, like it's, do the Oscars even really mean anything anymore? We're heading in a direction mm-hmm. in general, Marvel or not superhero movies or not where we were losing the art of cinema. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good question. It's the art of streaming now. Oh, right. Okay. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is an interesting question. I thought, okay. So can you think of like a millennial actor or two who maybe are late twenties, early thirties, who you just look at and think these people are going to dominate cinema for the next few decades. Oh God.
1: I hope it's not Timothy Chalamet.
0: He's probably on the list. Don't you think he's probably on the list?
1: We can't get, our, we can't get our, uh, around it. Zendaya. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He's yeah. One of them. I like her. Oh, but who like, I like, yeah. But is she, is she as good as people? Well, we think we she... haven't seen
1: her in her HBO show euphoria. We've really mm-hmm. only seen her in Spider-Man. Um, Malcolm and Marie. Oh, well, you watched that. Yeah. And you thought it was a nightmare. Yeah. I <laughs> Oh, I, I started it. I started it with Ahmed and his roommate. And
0: <laughs> maybe that's the worst else. movie I've ever seen, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Just no disrespect, but
1: um, other millennials. <sighs> Who else? Tom Holland would be one of them.
0: Sir Ronan, I think, is another one. Mm.
1: Oh, she's uh, like top top Lawrence Pugh top is build. probably another one. Yeah. I mean, Tom I Holland, say- like, it seems like, I'm sorry, he's tried to oh. go down the serious route with a couple of Netflix releases. Right. And that was cool. Oh, Robert Pattinson would be one of
0: them. Robert Pattinson. You're right about Tom Holland though. Like he's mm-hmm. a gold mine. I think Marvel yeah. really knocked it out of the park. That guy's going to dominate yeah. it, even, even if it's only in the superhero world, he's going to dominate. Mm-hmm. I would say Emma Stone is on the list too. Yeah. And sure. I would actually put Dev Patel, He's not someone who like has a movie every year who makes that mm-hmm. makes like hundreds of millions, but there's something about him where I feel like people really like him and directors really like him too. Yeah, so it's a good combination. Okay, so who is a hyped up actor that's actually not worth the hype at all? Yeah, Another question by Jen. I got a few. Oh, okay, then you go first. I didn't have I'm an answer. Sorry yeah. to Sean Penn and Edward Norton, but oh, I just sure
1: You say that about I'm them.
0: not into it. I like Edward Norton
1: why what is there to like I, I, I don't know he's maybe he's just a fixture of like a name i knew from my childhood and i just kind of liked how he looked and i liked him in the like-
0: hulk <laughs> every time i watch him in a movie i can feel him acting mm. and i know he's allegedly one of the greatest actors of all time but i can just I can feel like he's trying and Sean Penn, I think is just overhyped. He's not as Sean Penn thinks he's so much better than he is. Like I can feel mm-hmm. his ego when he's on screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's just me.
1: No, that's, that's, I mean, I enjoy Sean Penn. I'm mystic river. <sighs> oh, my <God. laughs> and then, Oh, we watched the game. He was young in the game. Yeah. How was, was it by the way? A... It was, it was, <laughs> we shut off the movie when the movie ended, we were like, that was weird. (laughs) thought it would like a lot. (laughs) It was good, but it was weird. It's intense. Um, But no, it it was good. It was, it was different. Um, God, who is hyped? Who is overhyped? I mean, I hinted at it earlier. I don't think they're overhyped, but I'm not like, praise Jesus for your existence. You know, like, leo i mean i love mm. meryl and mama mia <laughs> there's nothing like her
0: but you have not mm. seen no you watched kramer versus kramer i did watch you kramer watch versus like kramer, yeah. out of africa or yeah. the bridges of madison county no i or love sophie's her.
1: choice i'm not saying she's overhyped but i mean i think if i were to come up with anyone on the spot they would be the closest answer i could give god who else give me more hyped act. I, I, I thought I mean, you were you, gonna say you, joaquin phoenix is also at this one point them. i'm over joaquin
0: at one yeah. point he was my shining star and now i always mm-hmm. just feel like were you as good as i thought you were i still think the master is like bar none he's incredible but mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say jennifer lawrence which i would agree with i think she
1: just started to bug me and i think everyone felt that way about her
0: yeah that was actually, this kind of leads into another question yeah. I had. I was going to ask like, which actor or actress is not having the career you thought they would have when Jayla won everyone. the Oscar in mm-hmm. to- 2012, I thought this girl is going to be who we're seeing for the next 20 years. Like, yeah. that's it. And I feel like she kind of like she did good for a little bit. Then she went down and now she's trying to make a comeback. But like, there was a serious dip. I feel like she Hollywood kind of turned,
1: turned against her and Hathaway. Yes, ugh, right? I don't like Anne Hathaway though.
0: You don't, why? I, I don't thought she seemed sweet. I used to like her, but something about her just bothers me. I still watch mm. movies that she's in. It's not like she's a deal breaker for me, but I don't think, again, kind of like Sean Penn. Sometimes I feel like I see her ego on the screen, mm. which is probably just me, but sometimes when she's acting, I can feel that Anne Hathaway probably thinks she's like the greatest of all actress, time, which is, which is probably not true. Annie, I'm sure you're just so nice and I'm really sorry. Annie, if you're listening, (laughs) I feel like Oscar Isaac, we don't see much of him anymore because he decided to do his fricking Star Wars movies instead of making more movies like a most violent year. There you go.
1: Maybe that's so that's one.
0: Well, now he's got a Marvel show coming out though. He's making a comeback. He's doing that TV show Mm -hmm. with Jessica Chastain. That looks really good on HBO. Oh, that's right. You sent me that. Yeah, maybe t- yeah. maybe TV will help reboost his career. I think it will. Mm-hmm. Think it will. Mm-hmm. All right, let me just. It, perhaps the greatest question I've ever come across in my life. Here <laughs> we have this question. It says, "Does Ben Affleck deserve Was to be celebrated as a director?" I just thought of all the people we could ask. Like, maybe we could talk about, you know, literally maybe like James. Cameron or whatever, anyone else, but Ben Affleck. I threw this question
1: in for a laugh and (laughs) I just found out that Sada SADA asked me to come up with five questions for this thing. I thought five, five, we're going to go through 10 questions. It's going to be a hoot and a half. She just told me, she's like, I only came up with 20. (laughs) So it's any (laughs) wonder that my questions have even gotten chosen. (laughs) I I think two (laughs) of my questions, maybe one of my questions. No, three. Uh, actually four out of the five now yeah okay so my oscars question that's hasn't been done okay but um (laughs) i just threw it in for a laugh you know it's a good question it is a good question you know argo the town these were good movies but Mm -hmm. does he deserve the massive praise that he's gotten or do we just love to kind of root for in a way, he's a top build actor, right? But yeah. he's still kind of an underdog in our eyes based on his mm-hmm. public struggles. So do we grant him this role of amazing director, producer because of the underdogness that we are we are we yeah. building
0: him up more than what he yeah. is? Yeah. It's a good question. I'll tell you what. Like <laughs> here's the thing: like, someone like Robert Redford directed quite a few movies, but I don't ever think about Robert Redford as a director. I agree with you. When I think of Ben. I'm more likely to think about his directing than I am his acting. You know what I mean? Weirdly. And when I compare him to like Bradley Cooper is the most recent actor director who comes to mind. I think Ben just is more legitimate than someone like Bradley Cooper. I like that Ben Affleck, his first movie, Gone Baby Gone, he directed. He wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Like, I maybe There's I just feel humbleness. like he's so. Yeah, he's a little he's so well intentioned, I yeah. think could be all bullshit that you know i do think we should respect the directing and the town is a great movie it's so freaking watchable you know
1: you know that's fair because when bradley cooper came out with the star is born which is a great movie and i've been thinking about how i want to watch it again because the the songs came up on shuffle the other day on spotify but you kept going Bradley Cooper just can't believe he even directed a movie this good. Like he's just like, I'm Bradley Cooper and I did this. I can't.
0: I kept saying Bradley Cooper the director loves Bradley Cooper the actor. He just loves (laughs) to watch him on the screen. And the funniest clip I've ever seen. It's from the Hollywood Reporter. It's it's Bradley Cooper trying to explain to like Spike Lee and someone else something about directing. You can just see these other (laughs) legitimate directors looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: So maybe the question is, does Bradley Cooper deserve all the hype?
0: Maybe. And I like Bradley Cooper. A we lot. like maybe him. We, we
1: like him. I mean, A Star is Born was great and it really pulled. I think that's I think the emotion I was pulled, pulled, like was pulled out of me more from A Star is mm-hmm. Born than any of like Ben Affleck's directing films. Except so we love that movie where he's the basketball coach, but the, oh is a problem <laughs> The Way Back. We the love way it. Back. We love it. We love it. And that got us going.
0: Yeah. But. I Listen, I like Ben Affleck. I think actor turned director can go one of two ways. You either do it right. Like John Krasinski, I would say has a Ben Affleck S quality, like Mm -hmm. the quiet place. He's become like, I don't know. He is both quiet places, massive success, right? Smashing hit. That's not Mm -hmm. a small feat, right? I feel like he could have like the indie director vibe. Some people do it Mm -hmm. right. Sometimes I feel like there's a little bit too much pretentiousness like with Bradley Cooper. Jake but who am I to judge? And Jake has Jake ever directed?
1: No, but you know, the pretentious <laughs> indie actor. Yeah, that's true.
0: Next question for you, Jana. Such an important one. Okay. What do you think about the recent news? Vin Diesel versus The Rock. These two are not best of friends. What do you think oh, that's about true. what do you think about Vin Diesel saying that the reason him and The Rock were feuding is because he had to teach The Rock how to act, essentially? <laughs> The Rock didn't respond well. What do you think about about this feud? The Rock with a
1: a blossoming career in Vin Diesel who only does the Fast and Furious movies and he played the Manny once. (laughs) Yep. What do you think about Vin teaching
0: anyone how to act?
1: I'm going to, I mean, we love Vin Diesel. We love the joke. You know, no one can pull off the bald like he does, but I'm going to have to side
0: with The Rock on this. It's pretty amazing. I couldn't believe my eyes when I read this article because I'm always trying to figure out what happened between these two and why they didn't like each other. If you'll remember around the time they were filming one of their movies, the rock, like went on this infamous out. rant on his yeah. Facebook page about like people being assholes on a movie set. So I'm always trying to get more information about that. These two, and if they can repair their friendship and you and would then- think these two would be a pair. Like they seem <laughs> like the a perfect, perfect pair. pair. Yeah. yeah. What do you I think about it. Leave- Apparently, Vince said that the problem with The Rock was they couldn't get the character where they needed to get it. And he felt like he needed to step in, give some tough love, tough love and get The Rock's acting up to par. Mm. And, you know, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do. It. It's a movie <laughs> set. OK, next question for you. How do we save the Oscars? It mm. seemed to be a failing event how do we do it? Do we introduce like a popular Oscar? There's been rumors that that's going to happen where you like nominate one of the most popular, what movies were the most popular movies of the year? You know, you get like an Avengers nomination.
1: I think let's take it back to our roots.
0: Okay. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> give Oh Go back to the show. Like I bring back a host. I'm sorry. I like it with a host. I like the intro. I like it all. Okay. Bring back a host. No offense. Let's make it less like political maybe less mm. pop culturey you know bring back make this feel like cinema is alive and well in hollywood i think that's kind of a nice feeling for one night i think we can all suff- suck it up bring back also a beloved host to get it going again like mm-hmm. i know we all hate ellen but she did a great job hosting that year mm-hmm. she got the selfie and the pizza ordered. like yeah. she's done a great job billy crystal is a beloved host Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel. I just want like a classic Oscars. I think. Mm-hmm. Is that going to help ratings? No. Is it going to help me? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I want a host and I want clips again. My favorite part is when we sit and we decide based on the five clips for best actor who should win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if even if we haven't seen the movies, we're going to sit there. We're going to decide. And we're going to go. <laughs> That's who we want. Yeah. Yeah. And I really miss it. Also, the problem with the Oscars is it is so dependent on the movie year. Sometimes you have good movie years, Sometimes you have bad movie years. You know, sometimes people really are invested in movies and everyone talks about Mm -hmm. online and people are going to the theaters and sometimes they're not right. It's tough. I don't know how you save it. The Oscars are so weird because it's like, they really bring legitimacy for Mm -hmm. some reason to the movie making world, but they're also just like each year they become more and more disastrous. I, Think. Let's go back to
1: let's go back and watch the tapes, right? Let's watch the tapes of the most highly rated year and do it all over again.
0: <laughs> let's yeah. see what happens. I agree. I agree. Next question for you: What are your top three TV shows from the twenty first century?
1: Twenty first century, so that starts two thousand and on. <laughs> okay, The Office. I mean, Loki, I've seen the Loki finale oh. like six times. <laughs>
0: oh my God. By the way, I think it can start in the nineties, but end in the two thousands if you want.
1: Oh, so you want me to say friends? No,
0: oh, whatever okay. you want. The best are the ones that I've loved. A combination of both, right? Like something that was really good, but you also just loved it. I mean, is friends,
1: the best, no, but I grew up loving it. It has this very special place in mm-hmm. my heart as I am the character, Rachel Green
0: hmm you are
1: <laughs> this is her coming out party <laughs> really
0: oh wow I thought you were gonna say Gilmore Girls or Sex in the City Sex in the City crossed my
1: mind but then I'm just I just get annoyed with the last couple seasons and now they're doing the reboot and I, I don't I'm sorry I don't want to see them old and prancing around New York I don't have an interest in it I would have had an interest in it if Samantha was in it and still on her
0: sex capades at 60 but she's not I, I don't mind the aging. I want them to act their age. Like if they're going to be in their fifties now, which they are, they should act like women in their fifties. You get what I'm saying? And I just feel like- I it's don't want to still be
1: breaking like... up with big and getting back together with big and then oh cheating God. on him with Aiden. I just don't, I, I don't have the time for it. I agree.
0: I agree. God, top three movies, huh? What are- Shows. You said shows. Oh, shows. Sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot my own question. One, I will say Mad Men because we watched Mad Men at a time where you had like the right, golden age movie, of television, go- movie worthy television. It was incredible. You felt like you were in the 60s. True piece of art. I will say unbelievable. It was the short, the, the limited series on Netflix, only eight episodes about the two female detectives who look for the rapist. But I've watched that like three times and I just love it. Top three. Either Arrested Development or The Office, but like the first three seasons of Arrested Development, (laughs) which (laughs) are just I mean unmatched in comedy. I never finished it. Yeah, I never finished the last season either. It just wasn't the same. Mm. But those first three years where people had no idea what they were watching, the show got canceled, (laughs) like that was incredible. (laughs) All right, should we end on this note? Can you tell me at least one, maybe three movies you're looking forward to this year?
1: (laughs) In 2021? 2021, Jenna. What's coming out in, Marvel One is coming out in November. The Eternals. The Eternals is coming out in November? Mm -hmm. I thought it's not coming out next year. It's coming out this year, let me check. Oh, well, I'm excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i hate you so much i, I really watched yeah, no, that trailer. trailer. i watched that trailer that you posted about with ben affleck as a blonde in the media <gasps> middle of all times and that looked good in the moment but now thinking about it i'm like oh. like i'll go if someone makes me go me i.e., I I you if you make me go <laughs> i'll go what else is coming out that i'm excited for
0: there's a lot coming out i'm not gonna help you actually there's a lot this is going to end up being a good movie year. All right, I'll give you my top three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Eternals is on the list because Spider-Man: Far From Home, I'm sure, will be good. But I just, I really want to see what they're doing with the Eternals. Don't look up the new Adam McKay movie with um Leo, and oh, and, and like I think Meryl Streep is in it. Chris <gasps> Evans shows up. Oh my it's be goodness! Good. Wow. It's, it's about oh. it's about climate change. Yeah. What are you doing? T- Daniel Craig is a detective. Knives out. Knives out too. (laughs) That's not coming out this year. (laughs) Whenever it
1: comes out, that'll be cool.
0: (laughs) Don't understand the rules of the game. It's so simple. It's so simple. We're more than halfway through the year. I thought you were talking about the new James Bond movie. I would say, oh, okay. No. Anyways, (laughs) to finish my list, third one will be Dune. With Oscar hmm. Isaac, directed by our beloved Denis Villeneuve. And yeah, those are the top three. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I'm very excited
1: for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I really honestly have no idea what's coming out other than the Marvel ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know. I know. I don't know. Okay. COVID ruined it. I was more up to speed and, you know. You it busy. is tough with COVID. You get busy.
0: We're also busy. But yeah, that's that's about it. I hope everyone enjoyed our little questionnaire. Did you have fun, Jana?
1: That was fun. Did you, were you even using the number generator anymore? Or were you just picking them at it random? It just kept
0: giving me the same like four numbers. So I just started picking <laughs> them at Oh, so that's the only reason
1: you picked my, my questions actually got asked.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Listen, I just want everyone to know that Jenna proposed for this episode that we do like a trivia game where we get to know each other. <laughs> Because we've only known each other for two plus decades. So, so she thought that it would be, be fun. I don't even know. What the no, it'd be fun. Would like
1: a 20 questions. We can do that. let so okay, next week we're gonna do our Erica Jane special, but we mm-hmm. can do Erica Jane and then we'll do our We Get to Know You special with 20 questions.
0: You know what I think we should do? We should start choosing like actors or directors we love and do like like Christopher Nolan, a career in review and have like an episode where we talk about him his movies, et cetera. Like we can start doing that for actors and actresses we love.
1: We're going to start next week with Erica Girardi, our greatest <laughs> actress of all time.
0: <laughs> oh my God. All right. Sounds good. We somehow made it. We're here. We got to the end. I hope everyone enjoyed. Yeah. Jenna, as always, you never fail to give us some surprising takes, some interesting opinions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have some cheesecake and a cup waiting for me.
0: Oh, good. There you go.